Hello and welcome to the Cyclone Insider Podcast coming to you on a Thursday afternoon in what has been a very eventful uh, about 20 hours, 22 hours at this point in Iowa State men's basketball with the dismissal of senior guard Caleb Grill from the men's basketball program in a uh, pretty surprising turn of events, I would say, Randy that there's lots to unpack here. And I think before we really dive in, I think the important thing to start with is Caleb Grill's statement he released via social media after all the news came out Thursday night, um, in which I think he took responsibility for some poor action or actions and detailed some mental health considerations that may have contributed to that behavior and certainly you know as he wrote contributed to you know what sounds to be not you know it sounds to be a difficult time in his life I'm just going to read the the statement before we get into it Randy Um, one day when I'm brave enough I hope to be able to share my story about my mental health and my mental illness I have been battling through all season. While everyone was commenting about the hair or the funny actions on the court, it was a way for me to get out of that state of mind and feeling like being myself instead of the dark place I have been this season. If it was not for the love and support of my family network back home, I am not sure I would be alive and I would have made a decision that have affected so many people's lives. Goes on to say, unfortunately, I said something that I regret, which has cost me the opportunity to finish out my dream at Iowa State. I hope that all the players and Iowa State fans can find it in their heart to forgive me. So I think, Randy, a couple of different ways to talk about this, but I think first and foremost, it's just uh, a sad situation for everybody. It's a sad situation that Caleb Grill is dealing with a mental health issue that has obviously, you know, come to the forefront of discussion. Uh, in this country and right now, you know, throughout, you know, all different spectrums, it's sad that he did something that cost him the opportunity to finish out his career at Iowa State. It's sad for the Iowa State program to have to feel like they had to, they've reached a point where it was better for them to move on from a guy that had been around for what now three seasons, transferred away, came back and was helping them on the court, and now they're going to be tasked with winning the most important games of the season without their best three-point shooter, and they're all, you know, had to stand in front of us today and, you know, talk about their teammate that wasn't there. So I think the first and foremost, it's a objectively sad situation kind of for everybody involved. Yeah, well, it was, and, and I was I went back and and replayed the tape today. Um, as you said, we talked to we talked to TJ and we talked to Jared Jared Holmes and we talked to uh, who um, Osun Osun um, is yeah Shun. and yeah. Um, I'm they knew what questions were coming, um, and I, I replayed the tape today. My initial reaction before replaying it and transcribing was that TJ. Um, pretty much said what, what we expected him to say. Well, I replayed it and transcribed some things, and he was about as forthcoming, I think, as as he could be. Um, he mentioned HIPAA, and I've never, I don't, I, I get there's so many interpretations of HIPAA, which is the um, the student privacy rights. HIPAA is that. actually. Uh 
the it's medical, health, right? Health, yeah, yeah, the yeah. It's, FERPA it's part of, is the FERPA is the yeah. academics, yeah. Um, and and I get it. I I, I get that. Um, you don't want to de- dealing with anybody with a, a touchy situation like this. You don't want, certainly do not want to precipitate it. So or make it any worse. So I think we got from TJ what we what we needed. Um, I've seen, as you have, speculation galore about about what it is, and we're I think we're both at least I am I know, and I'm sure you are too, being implored to to start to write some things that we've heard, which it ain't happening. I'm speaking for you too. That's not happening. This thing is 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 this isn't a situation where you say sources said or 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 where anybody says sources said or anything like that this will not I, I i would not be surprised if we don't know if we never know the whole details of 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 what happened um that that caused Caleb to be um removed removed from the team i don't i do know that i certainly don't didn't envy what he was going through with a back injury and playing a hundred percent as he does, and there were a couple of times, even I watched the replay, even against West Virginia, where he was diving on the on the floor for loose balls, very similar to the way that he was before he before he injured his back. So, uh, given all of that, um, what was what was in play, um, I thought TJ was uh, was more forthcoming than than I anticipated he would be. I didn't expect hundred percent answers. Um, but, uh, um, I think we did get a little insight, a lot of insight into their relationship, the relationship between TJ and Caleb. And, and to me, that was, that was predictable to me, but it also was something that that TJ probably needed to say also. Yeah. I mean, I think we can stick to what we know and what we've seen. And some of that is, you know, Caleb did not seem like himself on the floor you know, recently, and I think dating back at least to the injury, you know, where you had the, you had the, the bizarre technical foul where he got uh, ejected, not ejected, disqualified with his fifth foul against Oklahoma state. You know, you saw some, you know, pretty poor body language in the second half against TCU in which he didn't play much. You saw the unnecessary technical foul, you know, on, Monday against West Virginia that really cost Iowa State. And it was just were not the actions of a guy, you know, that you would expect that is a senior, that's a team leader, somebody that's been around high-level college basketball now for a long time between, you know, almost three full seasons in the Big 12 and another at UNLV. Uh, You know, and we had heard, you know, maybe the week before that there seemed to be some tension surrounding him to one degree or another certainly never expected it to reach a point that we're at today you know having not knowing a lot of the details behind the scenes but it just my reading of the situation is that it has been simmering and for whatever happened it you know reached the boiling point to where tj otzelberger and iowa state felt like they needed to make this decision you know, whether it was over a series of actions or as Caleb sort of intimated a single incident in which he said something, 
that it just reached a point where Iowa State felt like it was best to move on. And obviously that cannot be an easy decision when you're talking about a guy with the, the relationship that he has with TJ Otzelberger going back to when he committed to him at South Dakota State, transferred to play for him at UNLV, transferred to play for him back at Iowa State. You're on March 1st. You know, the kid's been dealing with a back injury. You're still in the mix for a lot this year. You know, that's obviously a, it's a significant decision to reach. And, uh, you know, I think talking to TJ today in front of the cameras that they felt pretty secure and that this is what they needed to do for their team. So, I mean, again, like. I and for the betterment of, of, of Caleb, too. Let's not forget that, too. I mean, if Caleb would have. If Caleb would have, and I'm just guessing here, if Caleb would have gone on and played, you know, and, and tried to give 100% when he's maybe 50%, we don't know how, what, what could that could have, how that could have affected everything. And maybe, maybe that could have further affected his back in a negative way. And Lord knows what could have happened to his back. So, I mean, this, while, yeah, okay, he's going to, it's not a great, look for the situation it may end up being in the long run in the long run now depending on on further damage that Caleb could have done to his back maybe not the worst thing in the world I mean I don't think Caleb's reputation is suffering any because of of any of this my gosh I mean he you and I knew him from the day he was you know from when he was making his visits when he was in high school I mean and we you and I know the family um I yeah, I, it's it's uh, there's. I don't think Caleb will have any trouble. Like TJ said, like TJ said, if Caleb wants to transfer, the you know TJ will help him do it. If Caleb wants to get a to get into the coaching business, TJ certainly will help him do it. That was important to me today to learn to to reinforce what I already figured that 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 um, relationship will remain strong, and that that was that was important. To me, but but Travis, now how does Iowa State move forward going into Saturday? I mean, yeah, they I mean, lost four in a row. My gosh. Yeah, just to to back up just a little bit, like obviously, you know, to your point about being hopefully a, a net positive for Caleb. Like, hopefully, this is an opportunity for him to to take care of himself both physically right. and that's what I mean and mentally, yeah. and you know, move forward, you know, in a positive direction. I mean, I think he will. You know, whatever if he, you know plans to stay in college and my understanding is that he'll graduate this year and we'll have a chance to be a graduate transfer and play immediately. I'm sure that next school is going to have lots of questions about, you know, what happened at Iowa state down the stretch and how he plans to address that or, you know, improve upon whatever decision-making process led him there. And I, so I do think there will be, you know, questions that he's got to answer probably privately to his next school. But, uh, that is obviously the priority, but the reality is as well that, you know, there's still what 11 scholarship players at Iowa state trying to, to go and win some games in the NCAA tournament, the games go on. And I think now without him, I think if you're Iowa state, you're hoping that this can provide some clarity in terms of the, the fact that none of this is guaranteed that it can end for you at any time and that hopefully that creates some urgency to get back to playing with the level of intensity and cohesion that we saw a month ago and that we saw with that six and two start that 
I think has dissipated, frankly. You know, I've written about how they're generating fewer turnovers. The ball pressure doesn't seem to be there. I think this team has lost grip a little bit of what made them good. And some of that is that the league is incredibly difficult. Like it is going to test you every night out and to to operate at the level that they were at, the demands of that are pretty incalculably difficult. So that part of that was inevitable, but now you're you're in crunch time. You got to figure it back out. So I think if you're them, you got to hope that this provides again some sense of urgency because like they're not a better basketball team without Caleb Grill in terms of right. shooting, depth, defense. They got to hope that this is a catalyst beyond, you know, just you like cuz like I said, it's just not a better team without him and like in terms of raw talent and depth and shooting. They got to just hope this provides the spark so that they can get back to playing with the tenacity and fervor that I think make them their best because like they just got worse offensively. They just did. And they've got to do it now. I mean do it quickly. There's no there's no um um time to to do it, I mean, they know what it's like playing without Caleb. I mean, he's he's missed games, he's missed time, um, so that that's not going to be a new experience for them. What they need to do, like you suggest, like you said, is is get back to doing what they were doing a month ago when things were going great. And yeah, that a month ago that they were they were winning. What'd you say? They started out six and two, something like that. Um, they were winning those games, and obviously that's what built their their NCAA tournament resume, their net ranking. So there's no there's no question about them being in the NCAA tournament now. Where they be seated? I don't have any idea. But uh, um, um, the idea now is to stay out of that, um, um, what is that, 7-10 game? At, I mean, in the I, Big 12 eight, I don't know that you can – oh, yeah, in the Big 12 tournament. I was going to say, like, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. out of the 7-10 uh, in the – NCAA tournament. No, I mean I'm the talking about stay out of that Wednesday playing game in the yeah. in the Big 12 tournament. But uh, um, I mean, do you really want to face Oklahoma for the third time? Um, I don't know. You're gonna be facing somebody for. A yeah, third I was gonna time. say you would probably rather face Oklahoma for a third. Time I would. I would Texas agree. Then, yeah. or no, Kansas I know you're right. Baylor. And then and then give you a chance to get a victory heading into the um, at least a victory before. Um, before selection Sunday, I don't know, but uh, um, yeah, it's, it's just an un- <clears throat> excuse me, it's an unfortunate <clears throat> darn, it's an unfortunate situation. Um, but and, and I would say it does certainly does, and and as as Shun um, said, told me th- this morning that it's unfortunate situation. They hate that it happened. They all love Caleb, but. They're at Iowa State to win basketball games, also, and that there's a mission to do, and they can't, they can't be, be, be so focused on what they don't have. They've got to be focused on, on the future, <clears throat> on the future, and there's plenty of time to reflect and, and to help Caleb out, which I'm sure they will, um, going forward. Yeah, and I'm like, it's also time for that, like, <clears throat> opportunity for them to reassert themselves because, like, right now, they're a team that has lost four straight eight of 10 and just booted one of their most important players like that. That does not scream stability. That does not scream like things are going well. And I think it's important or let me rephrase. I think it would be beneficial at a program level, a high level for them 
to reassert some level of control, reassert some level of success to go into the off season with a little bit more stability because you're ramping up like next year is like, to me, like when the clock really starts on what this program is going to be in the long term. like the success they've had these last two years is amazing. Like, I mean, it's, it's shocking to go from two and 22 without winning a big 12 game to going to the sweet 16 last year to be in a team, you know, like, honestly, I think this team is better than last year's team while being less talented. And then that, that is a huge, like, I mean that as a compliment to what those guys have accomplished for so much of this season. And they've established an identity. And now I think next year they start to reinforce it with talent and, you know, maybe get past this hump of what we talked about, Randy, I think on radio on Monday and that trying really hard and playing good defense will probably only get you so far. You need to, you know, put the ball in the basket with some skill and, you know, some pros. And so to me, like the clock starts on that next year. So to go into this, this has been a successful season. They could lose every single game the rest of the way out. I think big picture, this is still a successful season. But, you know, to quote, like you just did a second ago, Shun, people remember how you finish. And to go out with some level of success, whether that's an NCAA tournament win, whether that's an upset of Baylor, whether that's winning a game or two in Kansas City, I think that will be beneficial. Like, is it make or break or is it this huge thing? No, probably not. But I do think it would be beneficial. Like, And then not to mention, if you win an NCAA tournament game, now you're 40 minutes away from the Sweet 16. And if you're Sweet 16, you're 40 minutes away from the Elite Eight. Like We saw that last year. It just takes the right matchup, the right time, the right guy getting hot, and things can change in a hurry. So, again, Iowa State has put itself in a position to have an opportunity. And it would be, I think, disappointing, certainly if you're them and or an Iowa State fan, to see them not really make a full-throated, complete attempt to make the most of it because of this losing streak, because of the off-court issues, because of the dismissal. Um, so, again, long story short, to get some – to ring out some level of success late here in the season I think will be of their benefit, not make or break, but can at least you know try to salvage a little bit more optimism, salvage the optimism that they earned through the first, you know, three-fourths of the season. I fully expect them to play hard at at um, at Baylor. I expect them to play up to the level of their capability at Baylor on Saturday. That game's at 11 o'clock, by the way. Thank goodness. Um, I'm not saying that's going to be enough to beat Baylor, especially there. It's going to be senior day. Um, but I last year I covered Iowa, or Iowa State's game down there last year also, and that was – it was their senior day. It was the last game of the year. It was the game they needed to beat Iowa State to to cut down the net to win the league title. Um, that's not going to be on the line this year, obviously, because because Kansas took care of that. But uh, I look for I look for the Cyclones to play hard, and that wouldn't even shock me if, if Iowa State, to, um, you know, certainly is in the game for three is is makes a game of it for. <clears throat> for, I don't know, into the middle of the second half. And and by then, assuming nobody gets into foul trouble, by then, um, you know, all bets are off. Let's see what, see what happens. He's Randy Peterson. I'm Travis Hines. This has been the Cyclone Insider Podcast. Be sure to check out DesMoinsRegister.com for all our coverage of the Caleb Grill situation of Iowa State's path moving forward. And Randy, 
will be in Waco this weekend to cover Iowa State's regular season finale against the number eight Bears at 11 a.m. on Saturday. And then we will both head down south, Interstate 35, to the now T-Mobile Center, I think it's called. To cover the, the T-Mobile Center. To cover the Big 12 tournament next week. Our colleague Tommy Birch will be just up the street at Municipal Auditorium a couple days later to cover the women's tournament. Uh, so lots and lots of basketball coverage coming your way on DesMoinesRegister.com and right here in this podcast feed. Thanks for listening. We will catch you next time.